I do not want you to waste your life. I want the rest of your life, whether you have five or 50 years left, to be the best of your life. And as your pastor, as your coach, somebody who loves you, I'm going to force you to grow. And the starting point is 40 days of prayer. When you study any revival, renewal, movement in history, it always starts with prayer. Folks, our nation needs a revival. It's in deep, deep weeds right now. And we need revival in our hearts. We need renewal, refreshment, a fresh sense of joy, a fresh sense of God's presence, a fresh sense of what he wants to do in our lives. And I believe it comes through prayer. And that's why we spent the better part of the year preparing all of these tools. You have to get in a small group. You have to get in one for six weeks. Just do it for six weeks. Start one because it's not the sermons, it's what we've all been preparing for, and we're gonna go to a whole new level. Hello and welcome to another episode of Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones. I'm Rob Jacobs. Looking beautiful. Thank you for having me, I'm never here anymore. Why is that? I'm just glad I got a break from that clown, Jason. I love the new glasses. I'm sure everyone is. Does everyone on the video know that you're wearing, on the audio they can't see this, but you have these amazing spectacles. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, you uh, are seeing me in glasses for the first time, I've only had them for like four days, and I'm still getting used to them. But they're not for fashion. They're for vision. They're very fashionable. Thanks. They're turtle shell, I notice. Yeah. That's a thing. These or frames only for tortoise? I think it's tortoise. tortoise. These frames shell. only came in two options, and the other option was like a baby blue, which I was not going to go for. Oh, but I like man. these frames, and I have a kind of a small head, so these fit my head well. You do have a small head. It's hard for me not to small get glasses brain. where the arms come way past my ear, almost to the back of my head, and I look like I'm wearing my dad's glasses or something like that. So <laughs> these ones fit well, so it was an easy easy choice. Well, you're a gorgeous pastor. Aw, thanks. Even if you wear turtle, I mean tortoise shell. Well, we're back, and we're talking about something pretty special today. That's right. Pretty we've, exciting. We've kicked off our campaign, 40 Days of Prayer. And, yeah, uh, campaigns are a huge thing for Salback, especially in the area of spiritual growth, fellowship, maturity. So we are excited today. We're going to have uh, our pastor of membership, our pastor who oversees all small groups at Salback, Steve Gladen. He's one of our elders. So he's going to be here to join us. And then he's bringing with him Jason Williams, who's a guy who helps support small groups and membership at all of our campuses. So uh, it'd be awesome to get to talk to these two guys about just how amazing campaigns are and why they're so important for us here at Salback. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today. We'll be back in just a second with Steve Gladen and Jason Williams. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're here with Steve and Jason. Thanks for joining us, guys. Our pleasure. Great to be here. Steve, you're the, you're the first recurring guest on the show. You're in the two-timers club. That just means you're more desperate. And <laughs> yeah, we're going to do like a... This is a big deal. We're going to yeah. do like SNL and get like a five-timer jacket when you get there. We need like a sound drop here or something, like, yeah. or something amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'll put a sound effect in there. <laughs> they did bring in a fourth to try to keep you in line this time. I, I didn't notice that. So yeah, yeah. I hope you hold your end of the bargain up. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> Jason, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do here at yeah, What do you do here? <laughs> my official title is Campus Groups Development Pastor, and all that means is that I get to work with all the international and regional campuses when it comes to membership and groups type stuff. So mm. I'm, I'm out and about quite a bit visiting all of our 18 campuses. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, that's sure. Awesome. Let's dive right in. Okay. All right, so we're in the midst of this campaign. We've just kicked off. Woo-hoo. And, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, 
one of the things we know is that campaigns are important to sell back. They're powerful, but why are they so powerful? Why is a campaign so important to the life of our church? Why is it so um, um, something that Pastor Rick, we come back to year and year again and again about this idea of campaign and coming together? What, what, share your guys' thoughts on that. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll jump in here, uh, probably having lived through more of campaigns than, than you, most. You, have, you, have, you, and survive. you were there for the campaign of the Ten Commandments, right? <laughs> Campus Yoda. Oh, dang. Yoda here. Rick's a little bit easier to work with than Moses, but, you know, I still, still have to get. But Glenn was with me, so, you know, we can go there. But, uh, you know, obviously, campaigns are, it's a time for our church to center in on an area of spiritual growth. Hmm. It's uh, something that, you know, when, when Rick is, you know, looking at and praying the, the terrain of our church and, and what do we need, it's that opportunity, uh, first of, for our church to say, hey, this is a, a place where we are going to focus in. We, we're going to, uh, we're going to align. Uh, we're just going to slow everything in the church down. To say this is so important, a lot of the other ministries are are you know slowing their schedules down so we can focus on this. It's mm-hmm. a way to align our church. It's a way to take one pivotal spiritual growth piece, and in this one, it's prayer, and you, that's, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But it's prayer. And it's the ability to look at prayer from many different angles. One of the analogies I use is looking at a house. When you look at it from the curb, it's called curb appeal, and you get one impression of the house. When you're at the backside of the house, in the backyard, you get another impression of the house. If you're on the side yard, you get another one. And when you're in the house, you really get an impression of the house. Mm. And this is a way for us through our small groups, through the weekend messages, through the study guide, through the daily uh, prayer prompts through the uh, through the scripture memory that we do. It's a great opportunity for us just to circle around on this thing called prayer. Yeah, and say, God, what do you want to do with us? How are you going to challenge us in those areas? Yeah. It's really an immersive experience for our people when we go through campaign. Like you yeah. said, we just shut so much down so we can completely focus our effort and all of our just all the thrust of our church into that one topic. And I know like when we're at conferences and stuff like that, I know one of the biggest eureka moments for even other churches that are influenced by Saddleback is this idea of campaign because they, they can see Saddleback's history, how powerful campaigns have been in our past and how they're uh, among, if not the most powerful thing that Saddleback has done in its past is these campaigns. Um, And like you said, we're talking about prayer this time. So I would love it if you could just speak to, just, just why prayer? Why now? Why is why is prayer the vital thing that our church is going after in this campaign? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think one of them is obviously Rick is our senior leader, and he spends a lot of time uh, just focusing in on saying, "What does our church need?" Hmm. and and where are we going? Now, obviously, he spends a lot of time listening to the people. It's great. You know, you see at Easter, even you saw uh, just a few weeks ago in our weekend service, you know, Rick was saying, tell me about prayer. Tell me where you're at. How hmm. would you describe your prayer life? And, you yeah, know, how right. you do and he gets so many different data points to be able to say, you know, uh, how do we go with that? But as you saw in the intro of this show, it, it is great when Rick was talking this past weekend is saying, you know, everything starts with prayer. And especially revival mm. and this this nation, this planet, mm. we we yep. need a revival. And and he, you know, Rick has always underscored so many times that prayer is the start. You yeah. know, so often prayer is the end. But about the only thing we start with prayer is sometimes when it's our meal. And even you know, with <laughs> yeah. kids, sometimes you <laughs> don't even manage <laughs> yeah. that. It's like 
in my household, if you pray sometime during the meal, it's a go, it's a win. Uh, but you know, not too often do, is our natural inclination to start with prayer. Hmm. So it's a beautiful stop. Yeah, yeah. We, we were in a meeting before the the campaign started with our team, and and we were praying about some of the details of of the campaign, and we just kind of pushed pause for a second. Mm. And I said, you know, I said, what's what's interesting about prayer is that I think sometimes words help. They mm. they they put skin on a concept or something that brings it to life. But with prayer, I think the word sometimes get gets in the way. It's become mm. a common word, and we miss the fact that when. Jesus died and that veil was torn and suddenly we had access to a God mm-hmm. who at the same time is incredibly grand but makes himself personally available as our friend as our mm-hmm. father calls us his children I mean that's amazing yeah and when we stop and think about that and I said guys we're about to help people experience that for those of us who've been followers of Christ for years and years and years suddenly that's going to come back to life for us yeah but for hundreds thousands of people mm-hmm. they're going to experience that power for the very first time mm-hmm. and it was sort of that moment where we were all just like yeah that's what we're doing here that's that's what we're inviting people into and that's what mm-hmm. i know for me gets me super excited about what's about to happen across all of our campuses as we engage this this gift of prayer yeah well especially when you're talking jason there's there's so many misconceptions about prayer right right exactly. for sure you exactly. know and you know it, it come i mean there's so many gamuts that you guys you know we talk about them in 201 yeah mm-hmm. uh class 201 and we talk about them you know in many different aspects but you know there's People that you know is it a magic wand when I pray? Is it something <laughs> yeah, I really have to do? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, is it, is it rote? Do I have to say a certain thing? You know, right? And what I love, you know, and obviously we've all had the sneak peek. Sorry, guys, uh, into that whole piece <laughs> of seeing, you know, the small group curriculum, reading the transcripts. Yeah. Uh, we're all on, on edge of our seats. See what Rick brings on the weekends, yeah. uh, which has been you know awesome. But so, so many people have a conception of prayer that is just missed. Yeah. yeah. And where I love where Rick is taking us is that ability to see prayer from so many different ways that what you're talking about, it's going to bring it to life. And, Make it yeah. personal. Yeah. yeah. And so often we just miss that piece. Yeah. that's uh, That personal word is the one that I'm, I think, looking forward to the most in this campaign. Mm-hmm. That just, I think when you look at other world religions or you think of just the misconceptions like you've mentioned that people have about prayer, that prayer is seen as this kind of highfalutin religious thing. But prayer is more personal than that. Yeah. Prayer is about... And really, this to me is what makes prayer such a miraculous thing that yeah. God's built into the universe, that human beings made by God, who we feel so, at times we can feel so insignificant in yeah. in the scope of the universe that God's made and just the fact of God, because we understand how transcendent he is. To me, that's what makes it so miraculous, that God has created this this ability for us to connect with him in such a personal, intimate way through prayer. And that, that's, for me, what I hope people get from this campaign, that I can have conversation with Almighty God. That is incredibly powerful. Absolutely. Yep. yep. I want, can, let's circle back on one thing. We're talking about this idea of alignment, and I'm mm. not sure if all of our listeners know, <clears throat> we don't just align as adults. I mean, the whole church from right. children's all the way up that's a great point, aligns. Bob. And so... Everyone who's in the life of this church is pointed in the same direction. Talk about the power of that, especially, Steve, you've seen this so many times, how that has happened. And like, I get goosebumps just thinking about, like, my first campaign was back in 2004, 40 Days of Purpose, I think, or one close to there, but like that, just that power of a total church from grandparent to infant 
aligned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a little bit from the older standpoint of view. You're you're just experiencing it, Jason, with yeah. you, with your crew. But uh, I can't say enough for our student SK and for uh, student ministries because mm-hmm. you know it takes a village to raise kids. And and when you have a village like SK and student ministries around you, dude, you got some big thugs right there. That are helping, <laughs> yeah. uh, helping uh, your thugs that are on your yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah right. the good kind. The yeah. good kind. So thank you for that clarification. <laughs> this is why I'm not in words. But, uh, but what's great is that through children's and through students, they are doing the same theming, the same stuff, hmm. and in, in bite-sized ways. Yeah. Now, I must confess, sometimes when I look at the memory verse from my kids when they were young. Younger and what we got as adults, I go. I like the kids' side, uh, but <laughs> let me uh, get that one sentence yeah. first. <laughs> but but it, it is powerful because you know when you're in those moments of a family being able to engage as a family, mm. and you hear. I mean, my kids were born here at Saddleback, and you know they're in college, and I oh, got another one in high school that's mm. a junior. But when you see them reiterate some of the same things that we're working on as adults, and you can have that. That interaction and just saying, you know, you know, what did you pick up from this past weekend and things like that? That alignment is just priceless. Yeah. You can't do it all the time. It's kind of like fertilizer. If you do it all the time, you know, you fry everybody out. But yeah, you know, right. it, it is a good time in our family to be focused on some on that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, so small groups, of course, is the foundation of our campaigns. That's, I mean, that's really the undergirding thing. It's the delivery system primarily. What makes you guys? You're both. You both live in groups world. What makes you personally so passionate about that idea, the, this concept of group life? I mean, I, I know for me, when I look back over my own faith journey, every significant, I mean, truly significant big step I've taken has been in response to seeing faith, the things that I've learned, lived out in inspiring fashion, someone that I'm close to. And, oh, and yeah. most of the times that happens in my group. I can learn sitting yeah. and listening. But my life has changed in seeing and wanting to be more like a life that I see that mm. that looks like Jesus. Yeah, and so I think that's the beauty of groups. I I, I think it is a catalyst. I, I don't think we can grow outside of groups. Mm. And that's not just because it's my role. It's the reason it is my role is because that's a deep seated belief that I have that mm. we can't do it on our own. Yeah, we, we have to be around people who live it out, inspire us by the way that they do so. And then I, for me. It's always been seeing that yeah. that's prompted me to take big yeah. steps in my own Well, it's favorite. that life change happens yeah. in community. Yeah. And there, there is something about when it, it moves from your head to your heart, mm-hmm. when you have people interacting with you, especially people who know you. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's always, you know, what's great about in, in our small group is people know when you're on your A game and when you're not on your A game. They, <laughs> yeah. they know when there might have been a discussion between me and Lisa before everybody came over. Uh, they, they, <laughs> they, they, yes. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there, there's, they just know you. And, and the beautiful thing is when they know you and you have the authenticity that, that can be there, it's an opportunity for, for you to see, you know, information start to move into what we all want yeah. in transformation. Mm. And that's what I love about, you know, when you guys talk in class 201, you're helping it take that, that doable pathway to say, we all want to be a follower of Christ. We all want discipleship. But, mm. you know, when you get it in c- community and you can get on the life on life and really say, you know, I'm having a struggle with this or I'm moving this way or that, mm. it's a great opportunity for the Holy Spirit that takes all these great informational points that we have and put them into some application that you can put your hands around. Mm. And, and it's not a win every time. Right, right. But but it's an opportunity to say, 
hey, it's like the, the stock market. I, I, you know, when you hopefully when you looked at it over the course of years, it's up and to the right. <laughs> but you have some highs and you have some lows that, that move through there. Yeah. You can always count on it's going to be to the right. It's just whether up or down. <laughs> Time yeah. keeps on ticking. Doesn't I love what Pastor Rick says uh, about the concept of family. He says when a baby's born, the number one need of a baby is a family. Yeah. Not not even nourishment, because nourishment sure. is provided by family. You know, yeah. every need for a, a new believer, and really of any believer at any age, comes from family. Family meets the need. Yeah. And so while, of course, we teach in, in 201 that there are uh, you know, four big habits that we push people toward, you can, get, you can get nourishment from God's Word and from prayer, but without the family of group life, yeah. you're not going to grow. You simply yeah. can't. Right. And part of that is just, I think, because we learn from each other. God uses you to grow me and vice versa. And yeah. there's just, you know, I, I used to tell my students when I was a youth pastor that, you know, being a believer that's not connected to the family is like being a severed finger or something yeah. like that. You right. just can't thrive. You can't grow. You're just going to be separated. You're going to wither. And when you look at the New Testament and he designed it, temple courts and house to house, yeah. when God designed the church in Acts 2, he did it for a reason. Right. Because there is an important piece. It's almost the parental piece. There is an important piece mm. of temple courts. There's also an important piece of house to house. But mm. you got to work in cooperation with each other. And each one can't replace the other. Right. But they work together. Well, yeah. we talk about a lot about the idea of we, we want to move from knowledge all the way to character. Yeah. It is pretty hard to transform your character if you're not engaged with other yeah. people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they are often the sources of... but. But, but even my perception of character is so much better when I'm alone. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm all right. <laughs> Jason's like, yes, yeah, Steve's been developing my character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, no but I mean, but just even the idea of prayer. Yeah, we prayer, you know, prayer is part of, you know, our private lives. But the power of bringing that out into the, our public lives. Yes. To just like, like before this podcast started, guys, like Steve prayed for this, for us, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. So just in those moments of like everything we're doing, bringing it into the workplace, bringing it into the school, like those things where you're engaging in the things that you do with others, man, that's where, where could prayer not be so more powerful yeah. than like those places? For you sure. Know? Yeah. I, I think, I think group life elevates those, those private personal practices right. on, right. On, a, on a very real sense. Yep. I, I think for, for our group, just recently we read through the new Testament together. Hmm. None of our people had ever read start to finish through the new Testament. It's not hmm. because they hadn't wanted to or tried. Yeah. It's just, they hadn't had company in that journey. And as yeah. soon as we engaged that as a group, everybody started reading. And so there's something catalytic and reinforcing and doing it together with a group hmm. that just takes us to a deeper place spiritually. Yeah. yeah. You know, another thing comes to mind on, on the connection between prayer and group life too, is that it, as a individual believer, prayer can easily become uh, it may be a personal discipline, but can easily become self-focused. Right. Yeah. But being in group life turns prayer into an act of That's service for others. Point, that yeah. I'm not just praying for me anymore and my yeah. needs. I'm now becoming aware of your needs, and I'm going to pray for your needs. So it, it actually has a. I think, uh, like you were saying on the the knowledge to character progression, it has a transforming effect on us, where yeah. it turns our prayer outward, and that does something good for our heart. Something that yeah. we know gets us closer to living out the great commandment, love the Lord our God with our heart, soul, mind, strength, love our neighbor as ourself. That is, uh, becomes more possible in group. Yeah. Like Rick said uh, uh, this past weekend, um, he talked about how you can't learn to love in a cave. You know, you can't <laughs> learn to prioritize other people if you're not surrounding yourself with other people. Yeah. Now, there may be some good, you know, uh, things to be learned in times of silence and solitude, but we're not meant to live our lives in silence and solitude. We're meant to live in community. Yeah. Great. Thanks for sharing this stuff. So let's uh, let's get a little personal. 
Uh, hey. and so how have you guys grown in campaigns in the past? Like what things have come up for you? Um, like I'll, I'll just go first, like on my personal journey mm-hmm. of when we went through the um, 40 days of purpose, that was like a revolution in my life about mm-hmm. understanding like these, you know, these purposes, these domains in our life, these areas in our life of, you know, and this idea of balance mm-hmm. um, and direction and, um, Man, that just I, that set me off on a totally different trajectory in mm. my life. So, I mean, I look back to a campaign and I think that changed my life. Right. I mean, it was totally life changing in, in a sense. Mm. Um, how about you guys? I, I'll jump in. I mean, I, I and I'll go on a more of a macro uh, standpoint. Is you know, when I look at every one of the campaigns and how it impacted me personally, uh, you know, obviously the the study guides they they lead you through some conversation questions. But where I found the Holy Spirit working working on me the most uh, was from two aspects. One is when uh, I felt led to be able to, um, you know, just jump in. And when I, when I talk about something I want to work on with my group, there's that immediate, like, wow, I can't believe I said that out loud moment. Hmm. And now comes the other half of that. <laughs> wow. Now I got to do You're something. The, about now they know it. That's right. on the hook for that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and, and I think it's those moments and, you know, some of them are, you know, the questions will lead you into that. Maybe, you know, what are you going to do with, you know, what you just heard in those moments? Mm-hmm. More times than not, though, it's through our casual conversation where uh, I just feel God just, you know, just wanting me to, to challenge myself. And I know that when <clears throat> I say it in that safe company that they're going to work with me on it. And I, you know, I think through every one of the campaigns we've had, it's been it's been different it, it, depending on what the focus was, but every one of them, there's always been a personal aspect. And mm-hmm. I, and I guess I want to encourage everyone that, you know, we've I've had the advantage to see the, the curriculum. And I just want to encourage you wherever you're at in your prayer life is that, and to steal your, your line, it's going to be very doable for you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, going to be able to, if you've never prayed before, you're going to have a, a new revelation in it. Hmm. If, if you know, you fail, I think I've got prayer down pat. There's going to be some aspects where God is just going to challenge you in a way. And so I'm, I'm, I just look forward to that of how God orchestrates the hmm. every aspect of this yeah. campaign that yeah. one of them is going to, is going to hit me and, and challenge me. And that's where I've grown the most. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited about this campaign because To me, prayer is one of these things that whether you are a new believer or you've been a Christian for a long, long time, your prayer life is probably an area you still want to improve. Like it's probably (laughs) an area that remains a little mysterious to you and remains a little difficult. And so I I think it's, I'm excited because I know personally, like I want to grow through this campaign. I want to improve my prayer life. And I'm, I sit on the show, Doable Discipleship, we're on the spiritual maturity team. We teach the habit of prayer. We care about it, but we still struggle with it. And and we've been Christians for a long, long time. So I just love that this campaign is going to be so good for anybody at any point on the spectrum of spiritual growth. Yeah. And, and that's, so I think great. that's the beauty, to go back to your question, of a campaign is it laser focuses you on on one particular area of your 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 life, right. your spiritual life. Right. right. And because I'll, I'll, I'm like you, I'll, I'll 
go through life. I'm praying, but but there's a little bit of a nagging sense of frustration that maybe I'm not doing it enough or right or whatever. But I don't have I don't in my head anyway. I don't feel like I have time to stop and really think about that. Like what yeah. is it that keeps me from experiencing the fullness of of a relationship with God through prayer? Hmm. And in the campaign, it just lasers us in on that and gives us time and space to really examine that area of our life and say, okay, how how can I enrich this? What what is God saying to right. me that mm-hmm. will help me just enter into that relationship, that conversation more fully? And it's counterintuitive from the standpoint that, you know, we're hardwired to fix our own problems yeah. or to mm-hmm. try to do it in, in who we are. And it's yeah. so counterintuitive to go, hey, let me give this to God first. Mm. And you're like going, with every second that I'm praying, right. I could be doing something about this. <laughs> yeah, like the clock is ticking, yeah. It is, it is interesting because there's very few times in our lives where we spend a given set of time totally focused every day. Thinking about one thing and knowing you're going to encounter people, especially in your group, who are also thinking about that thing yes. and going through yeah. that thing. And they're going to ask you, Hey, how's it going for you? And you're going to be like, Oh, yeah. you know, so how's it going for you? Yeah, there's that, <laughs> yeah. there's that shared, the shared journey, but there's also that shared kind of accountability. There's the, just that idea of sharing it all, but to be thinking about something. For that length of time, how could it not be transformative? Yeah, and to be yes. doing it with others and knowing you're going to talk w- with, about it with others. So it just goes to back to the idea of like why you need to be in a group. Yeah, um, that's great. So I, I think one that I'd like to, to cover next, we have, I'm sure, a bunch of listeners who've maybe never been in a group before, uh, who've never started a group before or led one. Um, can you kind of just give them a picture of what they could expect being in a small group? Like, what would the first gathering be like? And and just kind of put their minds at ease. What should they expect? Yeah. No, I mean, I think it, it, what you expect, I think, is a chance to get to know a few new people. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I say new. Sometimes it's it's your friends and family. But it's, it's really a casual conversation with either new or old friends. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really no more than that. It's You've got a, a DVD with, with Rick's teaching segment, so there's no pressure on the host to mm-hmm. really be the subject matter expert. You listen, you watch, you start to, to process what he's talking about, and then have a conversation together as a group. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in this 40 days of prayer, we want to put that into practice, so a, a time of, of, of praying together, starting to, to get a feel for what that looks like. Mm-hmm. But a really casual night. I think that's the misconception a lot of people come into it with is it's going to be this super serious, mm. hyper kind of spiritual <laughs> church thing. Church in a living just, room. Yeah, church yeah. in a living room. And is it's really incense? not. Yeah, I mean, people come in, they kick off their shoes, they 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 relax, and and we watch the video and have a conversation. It's it's. it's so you don't let people wear shoes in your house then, I'm hearing. I actually do. <laughs> but, I, but I think I'm the minority. Yeah. <laughs> I'm barefoot right now. So. You are, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wear sandals all the time, the footwear of our Lord and Savior. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, but you said a little bit right there. You're just talking about it. I mean, as a parent, some of the greatest learning times we have with our kids is when we're doing something together. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing when Lisa's helping me grow. Uh, you know, it's, <laughs> hey, we're doing something together. And, you know, a little coaching moment uh, to me. And uh, <laughs> it'll but, one-way coaching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's that opportunity where... You, I guess the expectation is you're going to have fun. Hmm. You, you already have some friends you're probably gathering with. And in every one of our campuses, we we are having, you know, some centralized small groups that maybe you're new to the area and you don't have those close relationships you feel like stepping into or, you know, you may be in a point of life where you just need to, to be together on the campus. And that's fine because God meets you at every point. So we have some some of those places. But 
if you're starting, I got a you know a text from a person who's come to Saddleback Wild that they said, "Hey, I'm I'm going out. I'm going to grab some of the teachers that I know from my school, and we're we're going to jump into this thing." And so, I mean, it's almost like you're you're taking your friendships and you're going to give them purpose. Yeah, because through an orchestrated. 40 days, you're going to have an opportunity to have fun together, uh, to sit in your, your, your living room, to sit in a coffee shop, to sit in your workplace, to, mm. you know, wherever you're going to be, but the opportunity to just let, you know, let your, your, yourself relax and just watch, you know, a video and, you know, kind of, you know, just discuss some questions and see what God does. Yeah. All right. So listeners, two questions. Do you like having friends? Do you want to grow spiritually? If you answered yes to either of those questions, you need to be in a group. You need to be in a group. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And for those of you that are going to step out and say, hey, I may have a couple friends, we have so many resources to help you. We have helps for hosts that literally you could watch right before your small group meeting. And just it's three to five minutes just to help you get you know set and you're saying, okay, this is what I got to make sure. The one thing I just got to make sure happens after we watch the DVD, yeah. uh, we have our small group pastors at all of our campuses that are, you know, lifelines, our community leaders who are people that have been where you're at and doing what you're doing. And they're, they're right there. So there's so much support from, you know, mysaddleback.com and just everything that, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to take that step, God's going to, God's going to bless you in a special way. Yeah. Yeah. And Saddleback has got your back. You guys make it so easy for someone to start a group. It's so easy. They start the group, you support them. It's like it's like training wheels on your first time riding a bike. You guys just do such a great job with that. Well, I think that's born out of passion, too. I mean, I get most excited about a campaign when I think about those people that are taking that step mm. that have never hosted to mm. hosting. Because yeah. I think I, I hosted my first group because a, a pretty girl asked me to do it who would ultimately be my wife. I didn't want to disappoint her. So I grudgingly said... I don't want to do this, but I'll do it because I can't let her down. <laughs> and the amount that I grew in the next single years, guys, they are. Like a they are. Hey, trust me on this. There's an episode there. <laughs> yeah. I grew more in those next two years than I've ever grown in my entire life because mm. I'd come to that place in my faith journey where the next step was to take a, fa- a, a faith step towards leadership mm. because God uses us. He stretches us in ways that you just can't experience without saying, you know what? I don't think I'm up for this. But God, I, there are a few people who've encouraged me to do it. I feel like you're you're nudging me in that direction. I'll do it, but I'm going to need you every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Yeah. Yep. And what we always say is the host learns the most. Absolutely. Yeah. And in the same way, if you if you want to take that that step, you'll you'll learn the most. If yep. if nobody else in your group gets anything, you'll get a ton. Mm-hmm. Right. I love that. Man. Absolutely. All right. Let's so let's talk about how. So someone wants to start a group today. What do they do? You call Rob on his cell number <laughs> yeah. right now. <laughs> Super easy. So we, we've actually created a place for, for a host to, to sign up. We have this thing called uh, Empower that is uh, actually taking place currently. But then heading into the weekend services, we're going to be distributing materials to hosts who go online. They can go to saddleback.com slash pray 40, register to host a group, fill that out, and then they pre-order their stuff. So then they come back out to after a service, they can grab that stuff. It's got all the guides for the people in their group. Mm -hmm. It's got those helps for host uh, tips, DVD that uh, mm-hmm. that Steve was talking about, the DVD. And it prints a, cool. it, it gives them a QR code. Gives them a code, yeah. Q-Q-Q? I mean, it could be easier. A QR code, yeah. QR code. I think that's more fun if we don't edit. That was the biblical Greeks. There's a little glossolalia. 
but I'll teach you. The interpretation would be QRQ code. <laughs> Next week, we'll define glossolalia for you. <laughs> Stay tuned. But yeah, they get their stuff. They get their 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 all the things that they would need, and then they're off and running. And then Sweet. their follow-up new host trainings that we do so that they can come after a meeting or two. Because I think at the beginning, you don't know what questions to ask, mm. but then you come after your first meeting or two, and then you started formulating some questions, and you can come and bring those and get those answered there. So yeah. you're right. I mean, it, I don't think it could be a whole lot easier. Yeah. Say that link again. Saddleback.com slash pray40. Sweet. We'll put that in the show notes too. So anybody watching or listening, you can check that out. Because you never know, is that 40, F-O-R-T-Y? Or number 40. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, so we'll put it in the notes. (laughs) 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 He'll be dealing with you after this. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) No, I I mean, I I didn't know the link. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can you guys, I mean, what about about online groups? Because there are some people that listen uh, to this show who maybe aren't close to a Saddleback campus. It's not really feasible for them to get into in-person groups. Group, yeah. you know, through a campus. Great How question. can they access that online? Yeah, yeah. It, in the same way, I mean, in, in part of your drop down, there's the ability to you know, be able to say I'm online. Oh, that's and, too and, easy. And also, also on the online <laughs> campus, if you're watching us on the weekend there at saddleback.com forward slash online, mm-hmm. uh, it's you're the same ability right there. You can you know you can start a group and. And this is just like craziness, but we have over 1,800 (laughs) groups that are out there outside any one of our Saddleback campuses that are people just saying, hey, I want to grow. I want to take this step of faith. So it's a great opportunity, whatever stage you're at, because we're going to meet you wherever you are, Mm. and we're going to equip you and help you take those steps, because it really, really is almost too easy. And you always go, yeah. It's too good to be true. And this is one where it's actually true. <laughs> yeah, it's too easy and true. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man, that's that's awesome. So what I'm hearing is there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't be in a group for 40 Days of Prayer. Is that right? No reason. Absolutely None. no reason. None. And I'm making no caveats. No reason. <laughs> no no reason at all. you that, are you? Uh, so what I hear you saying. <laughs> yeah. Where's the fine print? What's the asterisk? Uh, any, any last words, anything that you'd just like to reinforce with our listeners before we sign off? No, I mean, I think I'll go back to what I was saying a minute ago. If you're on the fence about hosting, let Mm. me just let me just give you that last nudge and say, do it. I Mm. I promise you that if you put yourself out there and and take that step, God will do something in you that will surprise you in the best way. Yeah, and and you will grow in your relationship with Him on a level that just isn't possible any other way. Mm. So I think just echoing that one more time. Yeah, love it. All spiritual formation, all spiritual growth starts with a step, mm-hmm. and this is a perfect step. If you want doable discipleship, you can't get any more on the ground floor than saying, hey, help me take a step. Mm-hmm. And we're, this is this is probably one of the, the easiest steps we can help give you, and that is, hey, just jump in there and just see what God does. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, That's it's good. a great opportunity just to, uh, in the spiritual, you know, language, we say it's, a, it's faith. Right. And it, this is a great way to exercise a muscle by saying, "Okay, I'll uh, I'll I'll try this. Just take that step and see what God does. Mm-hmm. See yeah. where God meets you on the journey." I wish our listeners could hear the stories that we get to share sure. about the things that happen in groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they could see just the passion of you. We have. We have, I mean, we're a big church, and we have a lot of people who are focused on helping people get into groups, Mm. get into this campaign, learn about prayer. But the energy from Rick down, the 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 amount of energy and effort that we want to put into this is for a reason. Yeah, it's because lives are transformed, and we get to know we know that. But I just, 
I just, if you guys are not in a group or you're thinking about it, like Jason said, uh, I am, I beg you, I pray for you. Yeah, take good. that step. Take yeah. that step and get into the group because your life will be changed. I guarantee it. And regardless of whether you get to hear all the stories we hear, just get into a group and you'll have a story of your own. Exactly. You'll have your own story. Exactly. Well, this is a prayer campaign. So Steve, I think it's only appropriate we pray for our people as we, as we get started. Would you do that? Yeah, I would love to. Thanks. Father, thanks for each person that's uh, listening. And Lord, I, I know that you are just touching their heart in different ways and in different moments throughout this uh, podcast. And I would just ask, Lord, that you'd meet them where they're at and you would help them to take this step in doable discipleship. That, Lord, through what we've said, through the show notes that are there, through the the opportunities, Lord, just move on their heart to say, do I have a couple friends that I could take this journey with? Or mm-hmm. should I go to my campus and and jump into a centralized group? Or if I'm online, should I should I jump into that opportunity that they have? But Lord, wherever it's at, our deepest prayer from every one of our pastors, for every one of the people that attend Saddleback, is that through this campaign, they would take some step on their discipleship journey that they would be motivated by you and take that step of faith that would say, God, I really want to try. And prayer is a perfect place to start that journey. So just pray that you would use the resources we have, the uh, uh, motivation from what Rick is talking to us about on the weekends to to, to muster up the courage to say, I'm going to take that step in my doable discipleship. Mm -hmm. And Lord, just uh, meet them where they're at and take them on a journey that they'll look back on and just, you know, just be overwhelmingly just surprised about your goodness and your mercy and how you'll take them through using who they are to bless others around them. Mm-hmm. And so, Lord, just uh, take this campaign and do what you do best, and that is just bless it and bless the people that are listening. In Christ's name, amen. 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 Gentlemen, thanks so much for being here with us yeah, today. Thanks for it's been a awesome. great time. Yes, I mean, again, returning guests. I still think we need confetti or something. Yeah, yeah you've earned a third uh, visit uh, for sure. We'll, we'll Maybe for I'll, sure. I'll get a bottle of water. <laughs> <laughs> On the head. Yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks, thanks for listening or watching. We'll see you next Tuesday. If you're a podcast listener and you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. And if you're thinking, hey, listening's great, but is there a way I can watch these episodes? Yeah, there is. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for video versions of these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you're already watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.